0: We will begin with the well-known words of Rashi found in the beginning of our Parsha. But first, the Pasuk. It says, If you will walk in my statutes and observe my mitzvahs, then I will provide for you your reigns at their proper times. And not only rain, the Pesukim give a long list of rewards that Hashem promises to those who walk in My statutes and observe My mitzvahs. lavetach ba'artzichem. You will dwell securely in your land, v'natati shalom ba'aretz. And I will provide peace in the land. Take a look inside the Chumash. There are a lot of good things that come when you walk in the statutes of Hashem, the statutes of Hashem. only that we have to know. What does it mean to walk in the mitzvahs, to walk in the decrees of Hashem? And that's the question that Rashi asks. What do these words, walk in my statutes, refer to? I might have thought that it's referring to fulfilling the commandments, but it explicitly, it explicitly says, and you should observe my commandments. Those words are talking about doing the mitzvahs. So what do the words, you should walk in my statutes, mean? And so Rashi tells us it means amelim that you should be laboring in the Torah. Telechu you should walk. That means you should be moving forward, making progress. You can't just be keeping the Torah, you have to be a male in it. And that means we have our work cut out for us. And if you want to serve Hashem it takes amelus, labor. Now I know that for our American ears it's something difficult to accept. We don't want to labor. Maybe to work a little bit, okay, we'll consider it. But to labor, to be amel, that will leave for others. So the first thing we have to get into our heads is that we came to this world to labor. In Iov it states, Adam la'amel yulad. Man was born into this, into this world for amal, for toil. Now the truth is, that all of the creation must work in this toil. Birds, plants, reptiles, mammals, they also have to make a certain effort. But that's not their purpose. They're not born for toil. They're born for utility. The world needs them. There's an ecosystem where they fit in and therefore even an ant must toil to maintain himself, to preserve his existence. Animals must labor to find food, to find shelter, to survive. To survive. Nevertheless that's not their purpose but mankind is different Adam la amel yulad his purpose is to toil it's a very important principle you're hearing now in fact it's the principle of principles now the labor in to- now to labor in Torah includes many subdivisions but the first thing that comes to mind when we read the words of rashi Shitiu amelim batoyra is amelot amelut in limudatoira Learning Torah is very important. If you have any chance to learn, not just to learn, but to be Amel in Torah, there's nothing better than that. Because even when learning Torah, a person can choose the path of avoiding Amelus. He could study easier things. He could be Ma'aver Sedra, and then he could learn Mishle. And after Mishle, he sits and says to Hillem, and it's all important. But if you were born to be Amel, then you have to labor in learning Gemara 2. Gemara is never easy you know It's never easy Hashem made a covenant with our nation Only because of the Torah Pe, And the Gemara says Because it's hard to learn Torah Pe, Especially before they had printed Gemaras Everything was done by heart It's very difficult to learn Baalpeh of course, of course To labor means that you have to sit by the Gemara And learn for many hours No question about that and it's not only what you learn, but how you learn. To review what you're, what you're learning, that's amelus patoida. You should say the words of the Gemara over and over again. If you learn a perek, and you review it again and again, until you know the perek, that's amelus. And if you labor in toisus, surely good. But even if you just labor in a plain piece of Gemara, and you can say it like Ashrei, you're a success. And actually, there's nothing sweeter than knowing a whole perek inside. Even the Gemara alone, if you can run through the Perek, like you say, Ashrei, it's a simcha, a real happiness. We say it every morning. Hashem May the words of your Toyota sweet and make the words of your Toyota sweet in my mouth. How does it become sweet? You know, when you keep a piece of bread in your mouth longer, it becomes sweeter. Every time you chomp down, it becomes sweeter and sweeter. Because the bread is starch and the starch turns into sugar through the action of the saliva on the starch. The enzymes mix with the starch and it turns to sugar. The longer the bread is in your mouth, the more sweet it becomes. And the Torah is no different. The longer the Torah is in your mouth, the sweeter it becomes. So review and review. The amelis of Chazora is wonderful. There's a world of achievement for you. Every male should have a goal of learning all of it, Talmud Bavli, Talmud Rushalmi, there's no end to what you have to accomplish, and you'll only achieve it by means of hard work. It's not easy street in this world, and therefore you won't succeed unless you labor in Torah. And it's the labor, it's the hard work that Hashem wants. That's the great principle of L'fum Sara Agra, according to the difficulty is the reward. The more difficult it is, the more is the reward. Let's say it's a hard sugya. You don't understand it, and you're discouraged. So you get more reward than when you don't. When you do understand it, the more kashas you have, and the less you know about the Gemara, so you're struggling more, and you're working on it, and you get more reward. You know, Tosfos had more kashes than we have because he was Amel. He was learned. He when he learned the sugya, Tosfos. When he finished the sugya, he would say, I don't I, I don't understand the Gemara at all. But we learned for a few minutes, and I got it. I understand everything, because we're not working. Tosfos has questions on the Gemara, because his mind was laboring. He was always thinking. So Tosfos gets more reward, because he suffered more in his learning. Whatever it is, difficulty in doing good things, certainly gives you a greater reward. In the beginning of the creation of the world, it says that blessed the seventh day, because on that day he stopped all his work that he created to do. Now, if you pay attention to that pasuk, it seems like laasos is a superfluous word. He created laasos to do. That word to do is hanging on like a tail at the end of the pasuk. He created. That's all. What does to do mean? Now, in Pashtus, it means that he created the world to function continuously. That means that after HaKadosh Baruch Hu established the entire Bria, it continues to function. All living things work in tandem, and this very complicated world runs on its own. Keviyachal, living, producing, functioning. A cow, for example. Cows are giving us milk and meat and leather and other good things. There are baby cows and they eat grass and become big cows and the process starts again. And Hashem made it lassois that it should continue to function this way on its own. Now this explanation is a true explanation, no question about it. However, our Chachamim tell us that there's something more important than that because man, after all, is the most important creation in the world and his lassois is a different kind of lassois than that of a cow. He created not just to function, Man is created not just to function, to eat and reproduce. Man is created to do something more than just live. On this world, there's a medrish. On this word, there's a medrash that states as follows: It's a mushal to a craftsman who is working in his shop, and his little son is looking on. After the boy becomes older, so the father says, "Now you take over, son." That's the mushal in the medrash. Now watch, what's the nimshal as follows. Before the creation of the world, man did not exist yet, and therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu was the sole doer. Hashem was the creator, the only doer. But when he finished and he created man, so he said, now you take over. Now it's your your turn to Lasois. I want you to get busy doing. And therefore the words bara al-ukim He created to do means that from now on, Man must do, and so when you enter this world, you are coming into a workshop. You are not coming into a vacation place. It's not a place where you lull on the beach and or sit in an easy chair. This is a place for work. That's the lesson that is being emphasized here: that you were born into a world of la to do. Every person amar elazar call adam la amal nivra. Every person was created in order to labor. Sanhedrin. And there's no way to skirt your obligation if you want to fulfill your purpose here. HaKadosh Baruch created the system whereby men must labor. With the sweat of your brow, you're going to eat bread. Which means the Creator laid down a law that you must work for your living. There's no such thing as loafing through life because the loafers are the ones who leave the world quickly. And even if they hang around, it's usually trouble for everyone. Work is a fundamental part of our nature. When people don't work, then something happens to them. First of all, their mind begins to falter. Without being busy, it's almost impossible to maintain sanity. It's an interesting aspect of human nature that man cannot tolerate idleness. Even the wealthy who don't have to work, so they look for something to do as a substitute for work. They travel. Some do, some do more mischievous things. Whatever it is, they try to keep themselves busy in one way or another. But all this, you have to know, is really only a symbol of something that's much more profound. Because man was not made merely to stand behind the counter, or to drive a truck, or to be a dentist. All these things are only a muscle. They're only a symbol of our true function. This instinct of the work drive in human beings was given to men in order to let them know, in order to stimulate them to labor for shlemus, perfection. Ha kol Man was, man was not created as a finished product. It was the medrash, is what the medrash says. The word lassois tells us that the work is not yet done. We're not perfected yet. Bara elokim, Hashem created you, lassois, so that you should do something. You were created to make something out of yourself. That's your job in life. And there's so much la'asais, so much to do, that it means we have a big job ahead of us. If not, it's not enough to refrain from our Vedas. It's a very good thing to refrain from doing sins, but it's not enough. You didn't come into this world to not do sins. You're here to do something positive, to labor in la'asais. I always tell you this story. You send your trucker with a truck full of goods to deliver in Los Angeles. So he made the trip and came back and he tells you, boss, it was a successful trip. I didn't get a single traffic ticket. No accidents. It went very well. That's great, you say. And how did the drop off go? Did all the goods fit into the warehouse? Oh, he tells you, I forgot to deliver the goods. So you'll come back to Hashem and you'll say, HaKadosh Baruch I did no sins. Fine, very good, says Hashem. What about lassois? What did you make out of yourself? Oh, that I forgot. Now I'm going to emphasize this a little more because when people hear, they have to do, immediately they think they understand what to do. You have to do mitzvahs. And mitzvahs, that's already a stereotype. Nothing to talk about. Why waste any more time talking about it? Who doesn't know? You have to do mitzvahs. And the answer is, mitzvahs is not what you think it is. Because whatever mitzvahs are, they're only the beginning. The bare bones of your shleimus, of making yourself. They are only means that are given to help out. The purpose of mitzvahs is to refine the person doing the mitzvahs. Which means... That people can do mitzvahs, but many times they lose sight of the purpose. And it's a pity, it's a frustration of the plan of Hashem. For instance, the mitzvah of Shabbos. If it's done properly, Shabbos can change a man. Week after week, the Shabbos comes and goes and it changes people. Only that you have to know how to utilize the Shabbos. That's why there's no other work allowed on Shabbos. Because you're expected to get your mind working Thinking. You can't just eat the chicken soup like a goylem. Now you can't expect to work the whole bowl of soup, but at least the first spoonful, you can be a male in it. You think, this spoonful is to celebrate ha'olam yesh me'ayin, the creation of the world from nothing. Ah, now you're accomplishing. You changed yourself. Tefillin should change too. If you put on the tefillin, on your head, with the proper understanding, you become a different person. Of course, it takes effort. You'd rather not have to think. On, off, on, off, every day. That's it. But if you be amil, if every morning you put some thought into what tefillin means, so every day becomes a new lassois. Not only are you putting tefillin on your head, but you're changing what's in your head. And that's the real lassois to transform your mind into a Torah mind. When you wear tzitzis and you utilize them, that's lassois. Now to just let them hang there and never consider them, it's better than nothing. But that's not it. Adam amel yulad. You have to be amel in the mitzvahs. You have to utilize the mitzvahs for shleimus. You can't do it all at once, but little by little, you begin to be amel in the mitzvahs. And that's your success. You're moving. You're progressing every day. There was a certain Kohen Gadol who had a vision once, a prophetic vision. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed him that there were malachim who were standing around. Angels were standing around. So Hashem said to the Kohen Gadol, If you will go in my ways, then I'm going to give you the opportunity to walk among those who are standing here. Zachariah. It's a remarkable pasuk. Hashem is describing the angels as standing. And He says... You are going to walk among these standing angels. Not you'll stand among the angels or you'll walk together with the angels. No, the angels the angels are standing and you'll be walking among them. So the commentaries explain as follows. Angels are called Omdim because they can only stand. They don't move. Now we know that they move from one place to another, whatever it is. They carry out whatever Hashem sends them to do. But still, they're Omdim. Because they cannot change. An angel cannot become better. There's no lasos for an angel. An angel will never will never improve himself. He's a robot. Whatever he is, that's what he's going to be forever. You, however, are a mahalich. You are walking. You're not supposed to stand still. You're not supposed to be an oimed. You cannot stand still. That's the contrast. A human being is not an oimet. He's a mehalech. Im b'chukot telechu. He has to be walking. He has to be toiling. Now walking means he has a journey. And journey means step by step. You don't make a journey by one great leap. Even if you're taking a plane, you'll have to step up the stairs to the plane. You'll have to make steps and therefore gradually a man is expected to change himself and so we must understand that the system that is required of us is a system of gradual progress gradual achievement that's what B'chukos Telechu is saying it's a process it's step by step nobody accomplishes things immediately but it means that you have to be moving always laboring and walking forward there are no two ways about it Adam La'amel Yulad that's why you were born. I'm not going to leave you with just this thought alone because it will have no effect. Because people say, yes, yes, and then they go home and forget about it. It's easy to say it, but it's difficult to do the work. Now, work means you have to have a program and you have to look for advice on how to work on it. Did you ever ask anybody? Ah, he never even thought of getting busy on it. Why should he? He's sure he has it already, and that brings us now to the great Eitzah, the great recommendation for how a person can change himself. So we'll talk a few minutes about a system, a system we can follow for La'asais. This system is exemplified by a certain Sefer, sefer called Chesbona Nefesh. Now it's not only it's not the only system there is, but it's a system that works if you take it seriously. And people should take it seriously because this is the most serious business of life. Not to be an Omed, not to stand still. There's a man in this synagogue who's been here for 40 years, almost 50 years already. And he is the same as he was when he walked in. Of course, that's also an achievement. He could have become much worse. There are people like that too. But not spoiling is not enough. HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't create us to remain the same the Gemara tells a case of Sadiqim who were taken out of this world not because of anything wrong but because they stopped improving life is only for improving for changing so let's study this system and we'll take it seriously because that's our business here we were born to be Amel the author of Cheshbon Nefesh was Rav Mendel Satanover he lived in the same time of the, as the Gra, and he was a man who exercised quality of thought it's remarkable what else he says in his Sefer besides what we're going to say now. You'll find there remarkable ideas about how to recognize the Koichus hanefesh, the psychology of human nature, and how to harness a person's qualities to do good things. When I was in Slobodka, there was a hitar- hit, a histad it was a gathering of Slobodka talmidim roishiy Yeshiva, Koylel people and talmidim who came together from time to time to work on musar and one of the projects they undertook was to reprint some old sefer and they were they were considering i was present at the meeting they were considering reprinting rabenu yona's mish on mishlei and yet even though rabenu yona is a rishon Finally, they, decide, they decided in favor of the Cheshbon HaNefesh. Do you know what that means? These people were experts in the subject. Old Rosh yeshiva, Talmidei Chachamim, and all the mussar Forum to reprint, they chose Cheshbon HaNefesh. You know, the Rav Yisrael Salanter in the Sefer, Or Yisrael, he says, cheshbon ha-nefesh. See Cheshbon HaNefesh, it's a remarkable thing. Rabbi Yisrael didn't recommend any Sefer, and here you have a remark. Agavurcha, he says, ayin bechesh nefesh That's a tremendous recommendation. So here is the system that this Sefer recommends. There are easy stages. It's a week-by-week program. So pay attention to what we say here now. Let's say this week you decide you want to work on the quality of loving your fellow Jew, Now you can't suddenly say, and I'll do it. No, you can't do it. It won't work. To succeed, you'll do it by gradual stages. You commit yourself to amelus, to laboring and loving your fellow Jew, and you get going. You'll pick just one Jew, and you'll concentrate on him this week. This one Jew for this week, you'll try to think as much as you can of his good qualities. Latch onto something, even if it's just his appearance how he dresses something you can find try to love him think of him as if he were your brother or your son better yet think of him think of him as if he were yourself now how much time are you going to spend naturally you're not going to spend much time spend too much, two minutes a day speaking about that while you're walking spend two much two minutes a day thinking about that while you're walking for two minutes, think about that person. And be mekayim on him. At least for two minutes. Of course, you won't love him. At first, it's just externalities. But by the end of the week, seven times two, that's 14 minutes. It's a lot of time, 14 minutes. I know that the decent people here, they say, 14 minutes a week, that's all? They do more than that. And Did they ever spend even one second on the subject? Now let's say by the end of the week, you did 14 minutes on one person. You're going to get schar. You're going to get big reward for trying, just for the effort alone, besides for the perfection you achieved. Now the next week, next week try something else. This week you'll try for the midah of keeping your mouth closed. Work on that quality for a whole week. It doesn't mean you'll do it all week, but at least during that week you'll choose one hour a day. This one hour I'm going to shool my mouth and only and my mouth I'm going to shut my mouth and only open it for the necessity of saying a kind and helpful word to somebody, like good morning or thank you. Otherwise I put a padlock on my lips for one hour a day. That's this week. Little by little, a person learns to control his tongue, to squelch his wisecrack, to repress some stupid remark. And when this week passes away, he'll, he's finished. He can't keep it up too long because the energy and ambition pet her out. The Cheshbara nefesh says that. He says that the, 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 Gev, the Gevur HaNefesh petters out and that's why you go on to a new midah the following week. But the effect stays with you even after the weekends. With a little bit of work, this beautiful quality of keeping your mouth closed will make you a new man. You get home and your wife says something silly to you. You get excited and open your big mouth and it blows up. Learn to practice keeping the mida of staying quiet. So when you're taking hold of the doorknob, make up your mind. No matter what she says, I won't answer back. Make up your mind the effect will last for the next five minutes at least. All right, five minutes is also a big achievement. And if you're Amel in it, then after a while it will last for five hours. Or the wife, she knows her husband is coming home from work soon. So she makes up her mind that she's going to keep quiet today. So he's quiet and she's quiet. And it's a beautiful evening. And not only a beautiful evening, but they're both transforming themselves into beautiful people. The third week, another project. Project number three. As you pass a house where you see a mezuzah, especially a big mezuzah, bless those people. Now they don't know that you're blessing them even better. Bless the Jewish families who have a big mezuzah, who have big mezuzahs on their doors. The truth is, you can bless any size mezuzah. Isn't that a beautiful thing to be amel in? For one week as you pass by mezuzahs, you pour out the brachas, now that's living. That's making progress. You're traveling. You're not standing still. A man who does that for one week is fulfilling He's actually walking through his neighborhood in the mitzvahs of Hashem. Now if you live in the firm neighborhood there are so many mezuzahs you can't do it. So choose one block of mezuzahs. One full block. As I pass by I look at the house and I say a blessing on them. And if you want to be better, be explicit. They should live long. They should be rich. They should be healthy. They should have happiness from their children. Don't be lazy. Keep on alternating the brachas. Get accustomed to blessing people who have mezuzahs on their doorposts and do it all week. That's this week, the third week. Now you'll choose 13 different programs for 13 weeks because the year has about 52 weeks. So you so four times 13 weeks is 52. So that means four times a year you'll review these projects. Now, not everybody should work on the same thing. It depends on what you need, more or less. Some people have to refrain from spending too much time at the supper table or too much time on the couch. Here's a man who sits down with the newspaper and half an hour goes by. 30 minutes you need. You have to read everything. So for this week, work on shaving off 15 minutes from reading the paper. Shave 15 minutes off that half an hour every day. That's already progress. And those 15 minutes, you can pick up a gemara and learn three lines every day. Three lines a day. You can go and make something out of yourself during those 15 minutes. That's already amelus patayurah. Don't disdain 15 minutes of amelus. Three lines every day, and you're already a mahalach. This system that was outlined just now is a precious counsel that this safer has bequeathed to us to work gradually on ourselves step by step and to be a mihalach, to move all of our lives steadily ahead even though it's only one step at a time. However, despite everything I'm saying, most people will never do it. Most people will just ignore what we're, here, what we're saying here and it's a tragedy. But that's how people are. They won't do it. They won't go home tonight and take a notebook and divide it into 13 pages and write a heading on each page. This week I'm, I'm working on this. Next week on that. That's what they ought to do, by the way. If that's what you'll do, so tonight was a very valuable night for you. And you keep that notebook with you. Even if you try it for one year or a half a year or a quarter of a year, it's a go- it's gold and diamonds. It's already a life of accomplishment. And when people make a program in life, a program of making progress, of not standing still, that's the greatness of succeeding in this world. That's what you came here for. That's your life. And therefore, do anything to start moving in the right direction. And even though you're moving slowly, as long as you continue to move, to grow, that's the fulfillment of the purpose of life. And that's the purpose of the world. The world was created last, for a man to make something out of himself. Now if you'll put your mind to it, you'll see that the opportunities for lassois, for Amelus, and growth are available all the time. Nothing is easy, and that's the joy of life. That's the success of this world. Let's say, for example, the amelis are fighting against the modes of the day, the styles of the day. Now, I don't want to go into details. I don't want to make some people here feel slighted. But there are certain things that people do today that are result, that are a result of styles, of being in style. I don't approve of it. There are certain things that are only the product of the Yetzir Hara, and for women especially, but men too. But women especially, even for a woman, indulge in them to make themselves look prettier. I don't approve of that at all. It's not easy, you say. So what? That's what you're here for, to be amil, to labor in the service of Hashem. You must fight back against the fashions of the day. It doesn't mean you have to be old-fashioned. But the things that are done today in order to attract the eyes of other people, that I don't like. A woman should never make herself too attractive in public. It's very important, and that means that every woman, even every girl, has to be amel, because it's not easy to fight the environment. It's a tsar, it's an amal. But that's what you came to this world for. And the truth is that you don't have to search for amelus. It's always there. Here's a woman in her house on Shabbos, and Shabbos is coming. Shabbos is coming and she's going crazy. She has a house full of children. She has to cook and bake and clean. But once she understands what we're saying here tonight, so she's not going crazy. It's hard work. It's amelis and toida. Absolutely. But she's not going crazy. She's full of joy because she knows that she's accomplishing her purpose in this world. So she's busy mixing the ingredients and the children are pulling at her dress. Some of them are fighting and she's telling them, don't fight, keep quiet, Shabbos is coming. And she puts the food in the oven. She's building the Shabbos. It's not easy to build, but she's doing it. That's the meaning of Ice. to accomplish, to live in this world for a purpose. Now here's a yeshiva bachar. He's not baking and cooking for Shabbos. His mother lets him stay in the base Medrash on Arab Shabbos to learn. But no matter. He can't excuse himself from the function of Lassois of Amal. So he's learning a piece of Gemara and he labors to remember it. He goes over it again and again and again. That's Lassois. That's Amal. He's accomplishing something. Maybe he's tired. He'd rather lay on the couch with a magazine or a newspaper, a kosher newspaper. But he says, no... That's not amelis. I'm here in this world to labor in accomplishment. And now we come to the one subject with which I want to conclude. I have so much to say to you about Amelus still, but I must conclude with this one subject because there's another very important form of labor that in, that, that is included in shitiyu Melimba Toira that many people don't know about. And actually they're surprised to hear that it requires any work at all. And that is the labor of learning how to enjoy this world. There's no question about it, that this world is full of happiness. But it's not just something that happens to some people more and some less. No, it's part of the Torah. And a Torah of happiness is a very big chilek of the Torah. And like all the subdivisions of Torah, it requires amelas to achieve. Like Rashi explained, Hashem tells us that we have to be amel in Torah to acquire it. And what that means is that you have to study happiness. You have to labor in the suya of happiness if you want to appreciate this world. You hear that, Chiddush? You cannot become a sameach bechelko. You cannot enjoy this world unless you put in work. Now the lazy people who never studied how to enjoy this world, they never labored in it. So they keep trying to enjoy this world. But they find that this world is a place of disappointments. Even when they set out to go someplace for a good time, when they come back home, they see it was a disappointment. You go to the movies and the lights come back on and you see it's nothing but a fake. The story never happened. It's only a film. There's nothing to it. Others think that maybe they'll find happiness on roller coasters. And if you're a high roller, you'll have bigger hasagas, bigger dreams. So you'll fly to the Bahamas to search for happiness. And trust me, you won't find it. You won't find happiness in the Bahamas. Bigger mosquitoes than here in Brooklyn, that you'll definitely find. Maybe some new disease from the islands you'll bring back. back. But happiness? No. Because for happiness, you have to labor. And when you try to find happiness the easy way, by going to ball games and amusement parks, so it may be that you can find a thrill, some fun, yes, but happiness, no. Life becomes one big disappointment. Hashem says, I gave you this world to enjoy it, but like all good things, you have to labor in it. Ha'olam lo nivro ella anek. The world was only made for happiness. Of course, the last word that there is important. It says there, Aneg Al-Hashem. To be grateful to him, to think about him, to appreciate what he's giving you. We're here to understand the gifts of Hashem and to enjoy them. And when you enjoy life by means of labor, by means of studying the gifts of Hashem, thinking about them, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says. You're fulfilling your purpose. And therefore, you have no option. You have to put in effort. It's only when people toil, when they labor to see the happiness of life, that's how they become happy people. By means of a melus, you can become a, you can become a person who is actually overflowing with simcha, with real joy. Once a man ran over to me and he said, why are you always talking about oilem hazeh? It was a koilel man. You're talking to them about Tainuge Oilam he said. I looked at him. He's wearing a wristwatch. I don't wear a wrist. I don't wear a wristwatch. He smokes. I don't smoke. He drives a car. I don't have a car. But I'm thinking, but I'm the guilty one who's enjoying Oilam Haze. He doesn't care for Oilam Haze. The answer is that Kasil Bachoyshik the fools walk in darkness. He doesn't know what happiness is. You don't need wristwatches and cars to be happy. You don't need anything to be happy except seichel and amelus. You must learn to appreciate the fact that you are able to breathe. Did you ever toil in learning how to enjoy how to breathe fresh air? Walk out here tonight on the street and fill your lungs. Those two balloons were there. Breathe deeply. It's a delight. The air oxygenates your blood and makes it red. The iron in the blood unites with the oxygen. The hemoglobin takes the oxygen in and it begins flowing in a form that's easily assimilated by the body. Your whole body is delighting in that oxygen. There's a happiness in breathing. You never thought about that. Practice it. Here's a person who learned how to breathe deeply and he enjoys life because of it. But it didn't just happen that way. He labored in it. You'll never be happy with breathing unless you work on it. Learn how to enjoy the happiness of being able to see. You have two good cameras, camcorders. And as you turn your neck, you can see everything around you. Now, isn't that a pleasure? Isn't it beautiful? You see everything, colors and movements and faces. Isn't that a happiness? Of course, it's not. Because you never labored in it. There's nothing in the world as beautiful as seeing. If you think about that person you saw tapping his way in the street with a stick, he was robbed of this great happiness. And you have it. Baruch Hashem. pokeach Ivrim. Ah, the happiness of seeing. If you labor in the Toyota of how to be happy with your eyes, so you'll never be able to be unhappy all your life. Ezehu Ashir, Who is rich in this world? Hasameach bechelko. The one who learns to enjoy his eyes and his lungs. Learn to enjoy the fact that you could walk. Baruch atah Hashem. Hamichin mitzade He establishes my footsteps. What a pleasure it is to get around on my feet. Look at the man sitting in the wheelchair. He can't walk, Nebuch. It's a pity on him. He lost that great fun of locomotion walking back and forth using those two Rolls Royces underneath your body. Ah! Ah ah what a happiness the simcha of walking it's a joy the person who learns how to enjoy walking will always be full of happiness learn how good it is to learn how good it is to eat a piece of bread eating a slice of bread is a very big simcha it's very great fun and don't think it's not a mitzvah baruchat ha'shem aretz It's a great fun to eat a piece of bread and to thank Hashem from the bottom of your heart. And you say that the purpose of the bread is for the sake of His great name. I'll enjoy the bread and think of His great name. You give food to the world. What a pleasure it is to chew on the bread. The pleasure of eating a piece of bread. How great is the daily experiences of man who understands What it means to be able to chew a piece of bread and to swallow it. What a benefit it is for the body to eat a piece of bread. It's a blessing. Now when you learn to enjoy the piece of bread, and with it a glass of water, that's the amelus of a happy man. Water is a miracle. Water is a combination of two gases. Can you imagine that? It's two gases. It's oxygen and hydrogen. And neither of them on its own could quench his thirsts and then it comes ta- it, Then it comes together by an electric spark and it becomes water that's a miracle, a nase and that nase goes into your body and it lubricates all your joints it makes your eyes sparkle it causes your blood to flow so that it shouldn't congeal water is life practice that practice enjoying a glass of water when the children are sitting at the table on Shabbos, the first thing they stretch out their hands for is for the soda, for the juice, the colored water, the dirty water they want to drink. Teach them that the plain water is happiness. Even tzaddikim eat bread and drink water. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm not going to reward, reward you for not being happy. I don't like grumpy tzaddikim. If you're not happy, it's your own fault. Hashem doesn't want him to be unhappy with the bread or unhappy with the water. They're supposed to say, Baruch Ta Hashem. I could go on all night if you don't work on appreciating sleeping well. So you'll never know what happiness is. You young fellows, you put your head on the pillow and right away, you waft off into slumber land. A gashmak a sweet sleep. But you'll never appreciate it if you don't labor in it. Ah, the pleasure of sleeping well. You wake up, And you are refreshed. You are a new person. And so little by little, when a man works to gain the insights that cause happiness, so the world becomes a happy place. So not only can a person succeed by being amel in the the world of the Torah itself, but he could succeed in being amel in living a Torah life. And don't think it'll be deducted from your reward in Olam Haba because you enjoyed Hashem in this world. The schar of happiness in Hashem's gifts cause you to sing to Hashem in this world. And you'll continue singing in happiness to Him in the world to come. So if we learned anything tonight, it's how important this element of amelus is for succeeding in our function of la'asais. We're here in this world to do and doing is not meant to be easy. But once you begin to understand this vital Torah attitude, life becomes the place of the greatest pleasure because it becomes the place of achievement and accomplishments through small but steady steps. And that's why the Torah says that, If you labor in my mitzvahs, you will be rewarded with all good things, rains and produce and peace and long life. What does that mean that Hashem will give us plenty to eat? Does it mean that you'll have the opportunity to eat more breakfasts and more suppers? Is that what it's all about? No, it doesn't mean that. The Rambam explains that all of these rewards means that you'll have more opportunities to achieve something more while you're in this world. Because the longer you live, the more produce and peace that you have, the more you can accomplish. Your station in Oilam Haba depends on what you do in Oilam Hazeh. And therefore, the greatest reward, Venatati Shalom Ba'aretz, peace in the land, because you'll have more years to be Amel in Lasais, and to make yourself into a new person. And once you begin walking down this path of Imbechu Kosai Telehu of laboring in this world of achievement and achieving, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu will help you succeed at walking even more. And not only will you be fulfilling what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to do, but you are transforming yourself into something much more noble than when you were born. You're remaking yourself. And so on that final day, when you have to return your neshama to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you'll be able to say, Hashem... I spent my days being Amel in Bechukosai Telechu. I fulfilled Lassois and now I come back to you prepared to receive my eternal reward. Have a wonderful Shabbos.